By what name are you known? There are some who call me... Tim? Hey, what's going on, everybody? No special introduction this week. I usually say that, and then it's like a big episode, and it's something deep. This one's a little bit different. I just didn't have anybody to do it this week. So if you want to do an introduction, shoot me a message at 2010minutes.com or download the 2010 Minutes app and shoot me a message. Or shoot me a text at 781-523-9333. And then I'll get you set up. Um, But yeah, I just totally forgot. So you just got your own personal 2010 Minutes introduction for episode 68. Um, Almost one shy of 69. Nice. 1-800-273-8255 is the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. I like how that was my transition for that. I don't, this just sounds stupid. Crisis text line, text home to 741-741 if you're in the North Americas, crisistextline.org. And now we found a new website, which has a lot of resources, speakingofsuicide.com slash resources, or just go to speakingofsuicide.com. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about suicide today. Um, again, 2010minutes.com to learn more, download the app, buy some merch, help a brother out. My laptop is on its last life. Um, and I don't know what I'll do if I end up dying, but giving this thing a lot of, uh, CPR and mouth to mouth and fist to screen. Um, so thank you so much for anyone that supports the podcast it means a lot. Um, I definitely want to keep producing more. I had an interview today. I was very pumped about former pro athlete. Um, local guy, good guy. Uh, I can't wait to post that. That should be in a couple of weeks. This week I have on Sam Mitchell. Uh, he advocates for people with, um, disabilities, um, autism. We had a great chat. He has his own podcast, autism rocks and rolls. Great kid. Very smart. Um, I think you really enjoy it. Now come out this week. All right, let me give you my little updates, Tim, Timmy's updates, or whatever this segment should be called. Let me know what, what this should be called. DBT, I'm on the search, contact a lot of people. It was uh, very exhausting. It was exactly what I tell people, that it's not easy. It is like the hardest part of finding help. You admit it, that's good. Next step, finding help, pain in the ass. I go to like psychologytoday.com. Gives you like a list. It's pretty. It's pretty good to like find everything. And I had so many people reach out and help me uh, to start off. And you do have to put in the work. Uh, you can ask people to help you. Um, it's always good to have a support system that someone stands by you while you make these calls and you get super frustrated and you hit zero and it says invalid number, but it tells you to hit zero to talk to somebody. Then you keep on just jamming zero, just yelling customer service rep, and then it just disconnects you. That website's good, but I feel like it's not updated enough. It lets you know if they uh, are open for new clients or not. And then you call and then they say, oh, we're not taking new clients. Well, I wish it was updated on the website, but I know that website isn't run by you. So I get it. Just very aggravating. Um, but I'm not defeated yet. I technically still have a therapist. I still have a prescriber. The therapist hasn't reached out to me since, which is, I feel like, isn't her duty, but I feel like as just like a normal human that she would. Um, but yeah, I think I'm going to cut ties, uh, relatively soon on that. And, uh, it is what it is. I'm still seeking help. That's the main goal. Talk about mental health, breaking the stigma, crack a smile. If I didn't have my sense of humor, I don't know if I would even be here today. So 
recently I just went and saw my buddy Billy Cox. Hilarious human. He's on the main stage at uh, a Boston improv club called Improv Asylum. And it was just really good to get outside into Boston. Boston just left their mandate for masks. So that was really nice. I'm like so proud of him. I did a podcast with him years ago called Bill and Tim's Bogus Podcast. And uh, he's just on another level comedic-wise. Tall, handsome, and hysterical. I just watched some girl in the crowd eye fuck him the whole time. And I thought it was hysterical because he's a good looking dude. If I'd like dudes, I'd like him. Um, but yeah, enough of pumping his tires, but it's always good. Like back in the day, like if that was something, if I, I was a lot younger, I'd be like jealous for no reason, but like supporting friends that are doing good, I think is a big, is a big thing to do for people. I always like seeing my friends and family do really good things. And I always like to support them as much as I can. So it's really good to go out and actually like see his show, be with some good people, have some LOLs. They, they put on a good show. So if you're ever in Boston, check out the Improv Asylum and uh, buy some tickets and give them money and laugh and have a great time. Because that's what life's about is having a good time. Let's talk about gas prices. Way too high right now. Uh, Massachusetts, I saw one for $3.99. I go, holy shit, that's pretty high. And then I was driving. And you know how gas stations are kind of more expensive like when you get off the highway? $4.69. I go, you are out of your goddamn mind. I am not into politics or anything. I don't know how things work. I don't even know how gas really works. I don't know where they get it. I'm not educated and I'm fine with that. But I do not like paying that high of a price. I have a truck. My nickname's Timmy Tacoma. Drive a Tacoma. Uh, Fuck. That sucks. And it's, you know how I am with money and everything's just super expensive. And then I think about other people that don't, aren't well off as as well as I am, even though I don't think I'm well off because I have my issues and I have debt. Don't know how to control money. Fucking world is scary right now. I'm so fucking scared of what's next. It is it is crazy. You have the Russia-Ukraine fucking issue going on. That's fucking too much. I just can't, I can't, every day when I wake up, I go, what's next? Huh? What's next for me individually? What's next for the people that are close to me? What's next for the world? What the fuck is... I just read that there's like spiders getting ready to just like parachute down on the East Coast. I don't even understand what that is. I'm such a guy that like doesn't click on a... uh, Doesn't click on an actual article. I just read the caption or the headline. And I'm just like, yeah, here's what it is. I'll figure it out. Um, So yeah, that's uh, that's Tim's uh, personal stories segment. Whatever you want to call it. This is pretty much my therapy session. If I talking openly and honestly, for the most part, about what's going on with me is therapeutic in a way. And when people reach out to me, I totally forget what I even talk about in my episodes because I like black out. So when people make references, I'm like, yeah, I don't know what that is. Uh, I'm like, I would give my own podcast a one star review. So if you think my podcast is good enough, go on the Apple app, I don't know, Apple apps and uh, give your boy a five star rating. I have 70 ratings right now and i'm a 4.9 out of 5 because there's always that there's that right uh right of passage of getting a one-star review if you're a podcaster and you wear that proudly because that guy's a dick um i i forgot about this and I, I finally looked into it katie meyer um 22 year old girl from california who was on the dean's list for stanford university she was a captain of the school's women's soccer team a star goalie who worked to support other female athletes uh, committed suicide. Just like, just like that. 
Suicide's so weird because you don't know when it's going to happen unless you see the signs. And you look at somebody like that that's so well off and doing great things and going to college, being just an absolute boss, and then just ending their life. And you don't see it coming. De- depressed people are very good liars, um, me included. You put on this mask or this show for other people so you don't have to be open and honest because it's sometimes wicked exhausting. Like when I'm on a therapy, I'm exhausted, like mentally exhausted. I never understood what that meant. And it's, it is like a weird, different exhaustion. You're like, I don't even want to fucking talk anymore. Um, and like when I was at my worst with depression and like contemplating suicide, I was always like, I never understood also like what it meant to like hurt inside, like going through pain emotionally. Emotional pain is a weird fucking pain. And it's just like tough to swallow, tough to carry around. And this like story really bummed me out. And I believe like a, a doctor of the uh, UNC Tar Heels Department of uh, Psychiatry says the brain doesn't, de- the brain development goes on until about the age of 25. Um, so you're much more likely to act on impulse between those ages. Um, for That's like part of the brain responsibility for planning and self-control. So 22 years old in college, who knows what the issue was. Um, but I guess like that's how it is until your brain's fully developed at the age of 25. I think my brain is still trying to develop. Again, I don't know how to speak English properly. I don't know how to read. I know how to say the words, but I don't know how to put them together and retain the information. Hence, I say I can't read. Um, But yeah, I just, uh, this is just like really just a bummer. And they don't know why. And she was like acting all normal, talking to her parents about like spring break. And then like a week later, she just committed suicide. I think with teaching kids about mental health and suicide. I think you should start at an early age. We teach kids about house fires to stop, drop and roll, which um, that rarely happens to people. It's good to be prepared for it. It's definitely a quick PSA. Um, But the numbers between house fires and suicide, probably, probably a big difference there. So I always, I think school from fucking day one till you graduate is stupid. They don't remember. I don't know what photosynthesis means. I don't remember history. I think I was okay in math. I was in pre-cal, but then I found out I didn't need to be in it. So I worked at the school store. It was pretty sweet, but they don't teach you things. I like, we should have been taught how to do our taxes. I don't even know what that means. Uh, changing a tire. I had a guy change a tire for me when me and my buddies went out to a concert and I was so demasculated, demasculated. Um, it's stuff like that. And Like, I didn't have, like, someone showing me a lot of shit growing up. Like, I'm not a handy person. So I feel like they should do that. And especially with, like, mental health. It's like you teach them about being sick and covering your mouth. Anyone that that sneezes into their hands is a fucking psychopath. If you sneeze in your hands, you need a readjustment in your life. I'm going to stare. It's so disgusting. You just have wet booger hands. Like, I do the old into your armpit or on your shoulder or in your sweatshirt. Be courteous. You're the type of person that doesn't bring the cart back to the uh, original destination spot. I don't know how they can do it, but I think doctors can work with parents somehow. I don't have kids. I don't know how it works, but I feel like you got to teach them at some point. Like I dealt with a lot of death in my family at a young kid, like grandmothers dying and stuff. And I remember just being like sad, like, oh yeah, they're, they're not coming back. I think if there was a way to explain it to kids that 
some people just get really sad and, and they don't want to be here anymore, I think would be eye-opening. And hopefully kids can see signs and their friends and just people because it's it's so hard. Again, it's like people that are super depressed always seem the most happiest. And I, I, I was always surprising a lot of people when I was just like, yeah, I'm fucking sad and miserable. And now people are like, oh, how's things? I'm like, oh, sad and miserable. <laughs> like I'm miserably happy, I would say, um, or happily miserable. I manage it. It's tough. I still take my meds. I'm being better with my meds. I'm trying to get out more, going to the gym, all that stupid stuff. Eat healthy, drink water. Call, I don't know. It's it's just too much. But if if kids can believe in Santa, they can believe in anything. Um, I, I always, again, like I get it. Like we do, like Santa's real, but come on. Like I, my people are like, what are you saying? I'm like, yeah, we're playing a game right now. I get it. Not a Christmas guy. I'm a good guy, local guy. Not a Christmas guy. Well, you're being a Grinch. No, I'm not because uh, the Grinch ends up liking Christmas. So I've seen the movie. Um, I saw this recently. Um, You see this? You see this in the news? Chesterfield Police and VA, they had like a photo that went viral. And their police chief uh, posted this. It was like a photo of um, a bunch of cop cars in front of a facility hospital. And it was... um, each one of those police cars represents an officer who has someone in mental health crisis in their care and custody. Each officer is waiting with these members of their respective community, often for over 10 hours, to deliver these patients to mental health professionals who can begin providing assistance and care. A number of these patients are children. Few people have a sense as to what happens beyond the initial contact between police personnel and someone taken into custody for an emergency custody order or detention order. There are no hordes of cell phone cameras to capture the interaction here, just one, the police's point of view. Uh, and things to consider with this, which is interesting, is they would never can detain someone with a criminal warrant for that long, like 10 hours and like waiting for somebody. Instead of just like bringing someone to jail, it's like, they're bringing and supporting somebody that needs mental health. And it's very cool to see that, how people are thinking outside of the box or doing things different to promote it. And it was like a thing that wasn't, I always like that. And it's like, there's a photo of like, of like a cop helping somebody and then everyone's like first interaction. It's like, Oh, that was set up. It's like, no man, like some people are just good people like cops. Some of them are good. Some of them are bad. Take it as you want. Um, but yeah, there's uh and then shows that our their mental health system staffed by many wonderful people is so fundamentally broken that it has to do a better job keeping police officers off the streets than providing them timely care to people in crisis. So yeah, it's taking cops off the streets to sit outside of a hospital hoping like some kid gets help and who knows if he even gets help or if it continues. Um, and that's not a reflection of the people delivering the care. It's the infrastructure of itself. Um there is, this is no way to treat vulnerable people in crisis. We have to do better as uh, everything. And I know like, I think there's some more mental health reforms coming in. I don't know, man. It's like, it's like, you got to pay these psychiatrists, therapists, and just a lot more money. Like going through all that to make like, not that much money to help people. I feel like a lot of I feel like teachers need to get paid more. Like a lot, like teachers should get paid a lot more if they start teaching real shit. I get it. Like you, you, like there's good teachers that will teach you stuff off the books, but the criteria, it's like, you can't blame, don't hate the player, hate the game. I hate the game, love the player. Um, so I, I think this is a, a good thing that I, I see going on. Um, 
yeah, suicide is so fucking interesting in a way. And I, I, I believe this personally that I think they should show how this suicide happened, not in like a morbid way or just have to know. It's like those people on Facebook when someone dies, it's like, hey, my nephew died and like, oh my God, sorry for your loss, blah, blah, blah. And there's always that one person that's like, what happened? Like directly being like, I need the inside scoop now, Cheryl. What happened to him? I do think, because I, I feel like everyone always thinks initially that it's like a hanging, which it usually is the case. But if we're going to break the stigma, we got to put it all out there and show how real it is. It's like, yeah, someone killed themselves. And it's like, yeah, they did. But how did they do it? Putting that out there may help stop somebody in the future that it's like, okay, like this person has a gun. Let's, they're being actually kind of weird. Let's go to their house and try to get their gun away from them. Um, which I, again, like I'm not a professional, but it's just like those ideas are in my head that if we know how somebody killed themselves, they can analyze it in a way of like, okay, how could we prevent it the way they killed themselves in this? Because I, I, w- I want to say that a lot of people try to choose the easiest way out. That's a painless. So if we could try to, I don't know, eliminate those options further and further, I think that would very help in the long run. But it's very, it's a tough build as well. Just talking about mental health, like on the outside, like I just do one that's like, oh, this is a comedy mental health podcast, but I do say some real shit, right? I get, I say the realest shit because I just don't care anymore. It's great. I love not caring. I care about like what people think about me. I always say I don't, but I do. Um, I'm, I'm, yeah, that's just me. I'm being, I'm being vulnerable and honest right here, but yeah, I feel like we have to be very direct with suicide numbers and suicide like uh, development, how it affects, like you need to tackle it all around. And again, I don't know what we can even do, but I love seeing options like this and photos of like how real it can be. And like cops are just waiting outside at a hospital for some kid to come out and be like, Hey, are you all right? Yeah, it is sad. Um, But I just had an interview today. Again, I have more interviews coming. Um, I had a good guy, local guy, on uh former basketball player uh for the boston celtics so you might know who that is and i'm gonna try to get him out in uh two weeks it was a quick interview i like any person that takes their time to interview with me on the podcast i feel a lot better with the weather being nicer the snow stopping i think i'm gonna transition into a little bit better again i'm like i'm not huge into astrology but when i read the shit i'm like god damn it like i read mine it was pretty accurate and i I read Lindsay's, and it was pretty accurate and what we're going through it's like even more accurate so i I don't know and then i think about like relationships i have with like friends and like former people i dated and like looking at their astrology signs like nine out of ten it's pretty spot on someone told me that like if the water if the moon can affect like the tides and the water so much. And our bodies are made of 70% water. It's like, why wouldn't we be affected by it? And I was like, like blew my brain up again. I'm not into it. I don't really believe in ghosts, but I wouldn't go to a seance where like they kill a goat. Like I I wouldn't want to chance it. I'm always like that. Like if aliens came, I'll be like, you know what? I'm not surprised, but do I believe in aliens? Not really. I do believe in dinosaurs, but how do they know what they sounded like? And how do they know what color they were? That's where I draw the line with dinosaurs. Dinosaurs definitely existed, right? Some people don't. Carl Everett, former uh, former Seattle Mariner. I think he was a Red Sox at one point too. Didn't believe in dinosaurs. Some people don't, and that's okay. It's like the same people that think the Earth's flat. That's fine too. You're wrong, but it's fine. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of 2010 Minutes. 
it's always it's fun getting back into it and actually giving a shit. And uh, I, one day I'll, I'll look back on all these episodes and be like, wow, I was fucking miserable between episodes like 38 to the rest of them. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much. Again, go to 2010minutes.com, download the 2010 Minutes app. Give me money and I'll send you merch. Uh, fucking say hello. Follow me on all the social medias. It's very easy to find me. Even if you spell it wrong. 2010 Minutes, Tim McCarthy, Mental Health Podcast. You know it. I'm just dragging this out so I reach my 20-minute episode. I love you guys and have a good one. And we are clear. All right, guys. Thanks. Wrap it up. That was a good episode. Yeah, hang up, job. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah. I'll see you tomorrow. All right. Bye. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. If you are feeling suicidal, please dial 911.